Today is Yud Bey's Adar. Nistama, some of you already learned the Sicha where the Rebbe goes through Megillah Nikras or Megillah Nikras, Megillah Nikras, be Yud Alev, Yud Bright. So that's, um, in a certain sense, that might be, by the way, that might be the, uh, the predecessor, the harbinger to the, all the discussions, to all of the discussions that we have in Ubeis later on about the numbers and about the significance of the numbers starting from Yudalif. The Nebbe the puts a tremendous emphasis on Yudalif. What, what does the Rebbe say over there at the end of the Sichal? I'll be primis Um that Yudalif corresponds to what? What's the corresponding factor of Yudalif? No, no, no. What? Vav, K, Vav, and Hey. So that's, that's a language that Lamdafke gets, gets stated in the context, in the language of Numbeis, but it's the same thing. The Yud K, Vav K, and, but the Vav K, Vav and Hey, Rebbe does mention it maybe briefly or does, does throw it, but the, um, what's the significance of that idea? Significance of that idea is, uh, in English we'll call it, Integration. Everyone's, uh, there's a big word that people like to be using these days. Integration. How to bring something inside and to make it practical and to bring it into real life. And everyone's trying to say the same thing in different ways, but there's not. So that's the meaning with your olive with base. So yesterday, I um, just want to mention something I saw. Um, it's not connected to a chassid, but it's connected to a very, 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 very significant figure in the Olam Ha, Olam Ha Um this is going back a little bit, going back a ways. So this is an individual who was born in the year Tuf Pei Dalid. So what's Tuf Pei Dalid? Pei Tuf Pei Dalid, right? Six, no, 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 no. So we're in the 1700s. 1724, right? You just make the Fezwin, the Altareb is Pahas. Um, the uh, Baal Shem Tev is Nachas. Um, so it's 1724 uh, or 1723, and he passes away in Tov Kuf Samach Vav. What's going on in the world in Tov Kuf Samach Vav? That's a few years after, a few years after Yutas Kislev. Yutas Kislev is Tov Kuf Luntes. Get, get your bearings over here. So this is 1806. 1806. His name was, he's known by an acronym, his name known by Rosh Tevis as the Chidah. Do we have any Svarim in this, in this building from the Chidah? I, I, I wouldn't say anything probably. But uh, he's known as the Chidah and uh, he, he, he went, he was a turban kind of fellow. Nachayim Yasef David Azulai. Moroccan, I know. So Yerushalayim, I don't know, he was, it says he was born in Yerushalayim and he seems like he passed away over there as well. But perhaps he was from such a, maybe the sense, maybe, this, maybe that kind of descent. Upon him, uh, why am I mentioning the Chidah? So there's a, there's a little bit more than I'm going to say over here, but... Um, so first of all, the Chidah has at least tens and tens and tens of Svarim. But I came across the other day a very short, interesting um, quote that is from the Friedrich Rebbe's Sichlis. The Friedrich Rebbe is writing this in connection. Uh, they, they have it 
They have it uh, printed in the back of Tafresh Nun Gimel, but it's really taken from Sefer Asisha's Tafshin Dalib. And the Friedrich Kedabar writes, in my, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a short quote, I want you to hear. In my Chinuch HaPrati, Friedrich Kedabar speaks a, lo a lot about his personalized or individual um, guidance in education. He speaks so, the Friedrich Kedabar, this is one of the things that, that uh, are so necessary in, uh, in learning, or even if you want to say reading, in going through the Friedrich Rebbe's Sichais. Because there is no comparable document. When I say document, I don't mean a single piece of paper. There's no comparable section in the library of Hasidus like the Sichais of the Friedrich Rebbe. It just doesn't exist. According to Dr. According to Dr. Rothstein, um, um, I'm just saying this because I didn't, I, I didn't see the source. I'm quoting him as the source. That uh, Rebbe Rashab actually hired uh, uh, mentors or writing instructors to enhance the Friedrich Rebbe's gift and talent of writing. But either way, it's not just about writing. It's about the, the material. It's about the information that's being written. There is no other source like this. Like I said this, I said this the other day in another class. You could go through the entire book of the Sichas, and you should go through the entire book of the Sichas, and say for the Sichas v'chulu, but you're not going to get what you can get, what you will get from going through the, the Friedrich Rebbe Sichas. It's just, it's, 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 it's kind of, it's limited to this particular, um, to this particular document, this particular set of Sfarim. And I would say that that crosses over in the Friedrich Rebbe Sichas, the Friedrich Rebbe's letter. We all want to know how to be Hasidic. What, what more do we want to know than how to be Hasidic? or to be, to be so-called good Hasidic. And in order to know that, you have uh, two very important ingredients that, uh, that can't be overlooked and can't be interchanged. You can't, we can't fulfill one by, uh, by, by doing the other. And it's the limud Hasidus and the dark Hasidus, like the famous There's both, there's two elements. There's what the Alter Rebbe wanted with Hasidus. And in order to achieve, I venture to say, and I'm not exactly going out on a limb over here, that in order to achieve dark Hasidus, in order to achieve a sense, and achieve a chush in dark echsidis, you can't do it without the Friedrich Rebbe Sichas. Now, what I'm about to read to you is not Dafki in that category, because it's, 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 it's a certain instruction, it's a certain, uh, it's a certain piece of information, but in terms of the general, the general uh, layout and the general, the general discussions and information language, so first of all, you can't do it without really understanding Yiddish, even though today I think there's a few value, volumes available in English, but it kind of dilutes a little bit. So either way, um, as you might be thinking about something to take upon yourself uh, in a long-term uh, manner, maybe, throughout your buffer years, which is Bechlal Kedai to do, so a, uh, a very, an overlooked, maybe underrated thing to do is uh, the Friedrich Rebbe. Make it, your, uh, make it your longitudinal goal for your bufferhood. And if you don't, if you don't complete it in your bufferhoods, that's all. Take it into your... Uh, Take it into your uh, married life as well. It will only enhance. So over here, the Friedrich Rebbe writes a very, a very small thing. So the Hotmir Hoyt Kveit Kedushas Amur and Avakadish Gizok Mishnas Tafresh Nun Gimel. So we all understand the year Tafresh Nun Gimel is the year of the Friedrich Rebbe's Bar Mitzvah, right? Always easy to figure out the Friedrich Rebbe's years because the Friedrich Rebbe was born in Tafresh Bem. And he told me one of the instructions. Ich soll lernen the Haggadah. We're now coming up. I know it's pre-Purim, but it's also, it's also uh, pre-Pesach. You know, these things, they, you, know, you can't exactly take a breath. Um, ich soll lernen the Haggadah. 
mitten pirush azulai. I should learn this for, for his, uh, by, uh, by his bar mitzvah years. I should learn the Haggadah with the commentary of the Azulai. So uh, this, is the, this is what we're talking about. It's interesting because learning the Haggadah with the commentary of the Azulai is actually not a single commentary. He wrote, um, I would say, at least uh, four different commentaries on the Haggadah. Um, so I, for example, I think I have a, I have a Haggadah that's called Pardes, uh, Pardes Achidah. Now they make different, very different, uh, different uh, editions of it. But uh, it's interesting because the Haggadah is very much Alpi... Uh, I'll be a drush, I'll be remes, very much that style. So even if, if you happen to like that style anyway, so you get a two-for-one two special. Al-Kapanim, so that is a Nakuda that just uh, jumped out at me when I saw it. This is a Yud Aleph, Klaal, the Shabbos of Yud Aleph. Yud Aleph, there's a lot, a lot going on. The Rogat Shover, the Rogat Shover, uh, Gon is uh, Yud Aleph as well. You, 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 you figure out the connection between Yud Aleph and the Rogat Shover. It's not, not, that, not that far of a leap. And the other thing I wanted to mention is Shafta today, and... So maybe some of you have seen the uh, Seder Hanhagel Talmidim. You've seen this document? You've seen this, uh, the Seder Hanhagel Talmidim? So the Seder Hanhagel Talmidim, um, or Kavitz Hanhagel Talmidim, was uh, written, uh, written by this, this man. Uh, this is not, this is the, this, this is one picture, uh, the one on your left. His name is Reb Yitzchak Doiv Usfal. You might have also seen when you went to the oil last that you could see um, Matsev. I don't know if you. I, it's it's not, it's not a negative thing. It's not a bad thing if you would go. You could you can look through them the Matsevs that are around the oil, to to look uh, to to familiarize yourself. Yeah, here's a younger picture. He's pretty, pretty, pretty uh, handsome looking guy. Looks like uh, Statechna. He's like a put together put together young man, and. By, by way of Vilna, this picture of Mustan was taken in Vilna, interestingly enough. Um, they actually have a picture, a, a, a yeshiva picture on the, on the porch in the yeshiva in Vilna. This is a, you can't can obviously see the faces. But uh, most, many people have, maybe didn't register that there was a time to in Vilna. Um, so he wrote and gave it into the Rebbe. No, actually it looks like this picture was taken from 770. I guess this is right when he came. It says it's in Tavshin Hay, so yeah. Um, he arrived, he arrived um, together with two other Hasidim that Mustam, you heard their names, or Lavdafke. One was the Shmuel Zalmanov, right? Does this name ring a bell to anybody? Shmuel Zalmanov. Um, what, what comes to mind when you think of Shmuel Zalmanov? Um, this is uh, the great Baal Menagdim, Akopanim, and then you have uh, a person named Moshe Leibrochstein. Moshe Leibrochstein was one of the Maskirim of the Rebbe. Um, so I want to point out something that we made reference to uh, a while back about the Rebbe's view on what the point of a, what the focal, focal point of the yeshiva is, and it sounds like it's a given and it should be a given, but it wasn't a given. And uh, perhaps this is a chiddush of the, of the, of the Rebbe that became uh, a, a double poshut because, uh, because of the Rebbe's approach. But either way, it used to be, and the Rebbe writes about this, we learned, a little, we learned inside the Sikh of the Rebbe, how it used to be that a yeshiva was focused around the Rosh Yeshiva, right? That's the way it was. There was a Rosh Yeshiva 
who was a very uh, insightful, erudite uh, genius, and uh, it was a shame, or it's, you know, he needs his, his, he has so much to sell and so much to give and so much to teach, and uh, therefore it was uh, a shiva was kind of built around him, where Bachrin came to uh, to bask in the glory of the genius of the Rashi Shiva. And perhaps in certain, in certain cases, in certain yeshivas, this is still kind of the approach. Um, the, um, it kind of goes similar. I, um, I felt, it wasn't, I wouldn't say that this is what was happening, but I felt a little bit of this in my uh, stint, a very short stint that I had in the yeshiva of Los Angeles before there was an unraveling that took place. And that led to uh, other adventures. Uh, led to me getting my first, uh, having my first uh, teaching job at the age of uh, whatever it was. Doesn't matter. I don't want to sound like dust. Um, and I remember sitting by the shear of uh, Rabbi Ezra Shachat, Stark, and uh, feeling like, as they say in French, a piece of. What do they say in French? Because uh, what was the what was going on over there? was, first of all, I obviously wasn't prepared enough. That's not obviously number one. Second of all is that the way that he was giving, the way, I wouldn't say giving a share, the way that he, the way what was happening over there was he was kind of talking to himself about the Gemara. It was Gemara, it was Kedushin. And uh, we were flies on the wall just trying to decipher the cryptology of his words and his gestures and his aggravations. Um... And like, for example, one thing that I remember, one thing that jumps out is, um, yeah, one thing that jumps out is that he's middle of, he's giving a shear in the beginning. I was only, it was the beginning of Kedushin. And uh, he kind of, uh, he's leaning back and he's like, he's sitting like, hey, like he's all aggravated and he's like, rah, 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 rah. He's, this sort of a barking element that's going on. Right now, I understand that he kind of tamed out a little bit. You have to understand who this man is. I mean, I, you, I didn't even see him in his heyday. Maybe ask your father was there for for Shlishas, No, you have, to, you have to get you have to get the different versions and variations of, of what this man, uh, how this how he how he uh, carried himself or carried others, <laughs> perhaps. I have I, I, I know stories about him him taking taking Bachrim, grabbing them by the shirt and just pinning them up on the wall, um, or or for example, a big crime that that uh, that one could violate if your shirt was untucked and zal, then you will now become the you will become the, uh, the, the front page of, um, um, you know, WWEF, whatever it is, SmackDown, uh, Russell, uh, WrestleMania, uh, not front page. You, you will become the victim of such things. And uh, the, this is no front pages, whatever, the, uh, the, the poster child. You become the poster child of this. Um, and then every once in a while, you had a Chacham in Yeshiva um, who decided that, you know, I'm going to try to beat the Rosh at his own game. And uh, you could have it, it, it's someone who just landed, like landed from Mars into, in, or landed from a regular yeshiva into there, and you could just come into Zal one day, and the Rosh Yeshiva is having a screaming argument, having a shouting match with a bucher. And you're like, what's going on over here? I mean, you talk about, and it's funny, you talk about, we have a Rosh Yeshiva, named. May his Yarech Yomam Amlachte and may may he experience uh, all the honor and all of the uh, and all of the students that he deserves. But uh, we have a Rosh Hashiva here across the street, and th these are both Rosh Hashivas, right? And they happen also to be mechotanim. You know that they happen also to be mechotanim. The current the the successor the the 
the, the successor of the Rosh is, is his son, Rabbi Avram, Remy. So he is actually, he's married to Rabbi Collinson's uh, daughter. So you talk about these two Rosh Yeshivas meeting together, uh, and you talk about the, the, the collision of two universes, Al-Kopanim. Um, so uh, why am I saying this? I'm saying this because I got carried away. But it's about, the, the Rebbe tells us that the, the, the reality of a yeshiva is not, regardless of the genius that the Rosh Yeshiva is, or regardless of the charisma that uh, any particular Anola member is, and, uh, and the truth of the matter is, I mentioned this to you, and uh, that this is something that, Maybe there's some remnants of it is that still exist, that people go to a certain place for a certain person, but basically, it's already, it's lav davke. So the, the yeshiva is for the bachrim. There's a company, I don't know if the, com the company still exists, called FUBU. What's the company of FUBU? No, nobody knows this? I don't grow up, but there was a company called FUBU. I, I, I don't know if it's true or not true, but we, we, uh, we, I understood that the company of FUBU was a, was a Rosh Tevis of for us, by us. For us, by us, by, for a certain segment of the population. Uh, that uh, that that was the, the clothing line for them, and we see a lot of them around these parts. The point is, I also don't see necessarily Fubu around these parts. So I don't know. Maybe the whole thing is a gemach tazach, or maybe it was just a figment of my imagination. The point is, so in light of that, that the yeshiva is geared and is designated, is dedicated for the teiva sabachim. So we have interesting when when Rabbi Ushval came to uh, to came to the United States. So there was a letter um, that the Friedrich ever wrote. So there's a, there's a line in that letter. That, uh, that, already, that already identifies this, uh, this reality or this focus. So he writes after, uh, you know, I was very, I very much enjoyed the decision that was made to designate one of our uh, esteemed Talmidim, that means from Talmidim to Talmidim, called the Balkishen, Echinayla, right? But the line that I want you to hear is, so and then it goes on. So this, the, this, the focus of this hiring is obviously not just that you have a, we have a person over here who's capable of doing a job, but it's that it's going to bring benefit to uh, to the Talmidim and enhance their uh, enhance their experience and so on. Um, yeah. So that is uh, that's something that's connected to him himself. Um, it is Kedai, I would say. I didn't take it. I think it's in my drawer still. The Kavitz Hanhadla Talmidim or Seidan Hadla Talmidim, which is a rather brief uh, document of bullet point uh, guidelines and halachis that was collected by Rabbi Gushpal and edited by the Rebbe uh, with regards to how a uh, how yeshiva buffer should behave, uh, his aspirations, and he, it covers all all uh, all areas, both in terms of learning, in terms of diligence, in terms of davening, in terms of his uh, hygiene. Very important section on hygiene over there. Um, that's one of the interesting notes that the Rebbe makes, the interesting artist that the Rebbe makes where the original document said that uh, it's important for every buffer to, at least, to shower at least once a week. You heard it here first. And the Rebbe, under, the Rebbe crosses out the words at least once a week and writes at least a few times a week. Um, over there, there's also language that I mentioned in the past. I don't know if I mentioned to you guys, a language, language in the past that says that... Uh, you have to make sure to take care of your hygiene and your odiferousness that may be emanating from yourself. And you should know that your friends are suffering from it and they're just embarrassed to tell you about it. So we have a kind of a self-responsibility to what kind of wafting nature, what kind of uh, uh, clouds are uh, kind of uh, dispersing from, with, from, from us. 
No, so this is it's very important. It's an interesting it's a document. It's available for print. It's available. It was print. It was reprinted now. Uh, anyone who wants a copy should tell me. Um, I'm not in the business of giving copies out to people who are going to leave them around. But if you want a copy of this, I think I think learning the hygiene part is a good start. Yeah. Okay. I've won. Okay. So I'll I'll, I'll, I'll make the copies, the necessary copies. Okay. Um, a vart that I just wanted to. It's not from Rabbi Ushpal, but apparently Rabbi Ushpal perhaps is the uh, the transmitter of this vart, which is. It's a pretty intense vart um, that is attributed to a the legendary chassid Reperetz Chayn. Everyone heard of Reperetz Chayn? Reperetz Chayn was a chassid of which Rebbe? Or which Rabbeim, starting from which Rebbe? Huh? Go back, even the Alter Rebbe. Um, but uh, I think. But uh, the, the Peretz Chaim was actually was a chassid of, of through the uh, through those through the Rabbeim. I think from I think starting from the Alter Rebbe, but definitely, and he was one of the people who was responsible, or maybe the person who was responsible, bechitzenius for having for having the tzamach tzedek be mekabel the nesias. And so the vart is he's giving a he's giving a reference he's giving a a, a definition. For very difficult to define. Now cups have become. I started from yesterday, so this 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 mice with cups. Um, a cup came in the you know. Um, so he said like this: Save it. I know we have to make the cup into a keli. And um, So he's right. He's speaking about seviv kolalmim, right? You know the term seviv kolalmim is a very is a very um, elusive term. So the Peretz Chain said, "You know what Seviv? You know you know what Seviv Kalalmin is." So I'm sure he didn't write say it in Hebrew, <clears throat> but it, over here it's written in in Lashon Kedesh. But uh, perhaps it's more Geshmak in, in in Yiddish. I said, "So I'll read it in the language." Hey Chon, you know what Seviv Kalalmin is? Seviv Kalalmin is the reality, is the place, is the kind of existence where Adinus talk about Kalim Adinus Enoch Enochli. What's Adinus in Yiddish? Edelkeit, right? Edelkeit is not a keli. Vegasus einosniro. And grobkeit is not a contradiction. It's not an interference. In other words, like this. In memale kolalmin, in the Urd, right? In your yoshar, in what we would call shefa, in the direct transmission from mashbia to mekabel, from elyon to tachtoi. So there's very serious prerequisites for the hashpah to be miskabel. The hashpah to be miskabel means that the, the individual, the, the destination of the hashpah. Um, so he says, in, the, in, in regular hashpah, in the regular parameters that deal with, um, that deal with the need for the mashpia to be intrigued, if you will, and to be attracted to the Mechabal, and for the Mechabal to be able to be a recipient to the hashpa of the Mashpia, there's a very important, uh, there's a very important framework that has to happen. The framework is, is that uh, over here we're focused on the Mechabal, that the Mechabal has to, has to be uh, edel. What does it mean edel? He has to hollow himself out. He has to be bottled. There has to be a certain element of nullification. Right, and that nullification creates a space and creates a an energy that allows for the hashpah to be internalized and to impact the mekabel. So, in the parents' things, uh, definition of of save um, kolam and you know save kolam save kolam, it breaks the entire uh, structure of what 
hashpal of mashpia mekabel is. So it's a place where edelkeit is on the contrary. On edelkeit is not a keli. In other words, it's not in the gather of being a keli, and grubkeit is not an interference with being a keli. Anyone? Anyone? This is this needs this needs a little uh, processing. So. Uh, but it's not that we're not we're not dealing so much with this subject now. I just wanted to bring this vart so you could record this vart. Seviv is a place, and that means that in in a word, in a word, just for those who are trying to follow this, Seve versus Memale is a kind of a spal that is not bound by the parameters or by the gdorim of the Mechabel. Is that clear? Seviv is a kind of a spal that's not dependent on the receptibility of the mekabel. That's why Bechlolos, uh, the influence of, uh, that's why, well, what do we say? We say that which oil is responsible for yesh me'ayin, seviv or mamale? Huh? No, mamale comes in after there's a yesh, mamale is able to to, to tend to the to, to the particulars of the mamale, that the or the highest that's responsible that creates yeshmeayin is seivet. What does that mean? That means the highest that does not concern itself with the availability of the mekabel, making something yeshmeayin means there was nothing there. That means there was no one to talk to kaviyal. There was no keli that uh, there's no eye for the eye to see. There's no ear for the ear to hear. There's a nothingness. And the nothingness comes into existence without any prerequisites of the nothingness. So this is a, this is a for example how this relates. I'll go point on the last thing, which actually is shaykh to Rabbi Ushpal himself. Um, after, as as you already are hopefully realized by now, if there's any confusion as to what took place uh, after Yudshvat Tovshin Yud, so you realize that uh, there was it was basically uh, it was basically. Uh, I don't know the percentage, but we're basically very close to 100%, or maybe 99.9% of Hasidim that realized what was going on over here and what's, what's, what's the next step, right? Everyone, everyone realizes, realizes this by now. There's some elements of there's some elements of some people who like to cast the dispersions and cast kind of doubt onto what the scene was and where people were and where Hasidim were in this story, but the Chlolos, from any kind of uh, learning and research that I've done, it seems to be very clear. Akupanus Rabbi Ushpal, um, again, Rabbi Ushpal, who came to, uh, who came to America in, in 1940, 1940 already, but right in Aleph, but still 1940. So after the Stalkus of the, of the Rebrayats, he, uh, he, there was a, I think there was a Zichidus, kind of a Zichidus list. It was uh, the night, it was in the beginning of ER in Tovshin Yud. And uh, this, this group of Hasidim came into the Rebbe and they proclaimed their devotion to the Rebbe as Chassidim. Okay? And it was quite interesting because this is right after Beis Iyar. Beis Iyar was the time where Chassidim went to the Oyal and, um, and they beseeched the Friedrich Rebbe to, 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 to give the Rebbe a hoyrah, that the Rebbe should become Rebbe. And actually it was an amazing thing that until Beis Iyar, the Rebbe kept responding when people said, when Chassidim said that he should become Rebbe, and the Rebbe always, the Rebbe always reacted that, uh, I don't have a Hiral, I don't have a Hiral, I don't have any guideline, I wasn't told directly to become Rebbe. 
And after that visit by the Chassidim to the Friedrich Rebbe, the Rebbe did not, obviously, immediately did not accept the Nasiyas, but the Rebbe stopped using that language altogether. It was very clear. It was, it was black and white. The Rebbe stopped using that language. Now, obviously, we know that even up until, as we documented, even up until Yudshvat, um, and even up until Basi Lagani, there was still this question about what's going to happen over here. But on that, on that, uh, in that meeting, in that kind of Nat Yechidis, so the Rebbe, the Rebbe responded to their devotion, to their Ismasrus. And the Rebbe said, here we have a quote. It's an interesting one. It's a little cryptic also. And the Rebbe said, Vasich meg unhab, what I am allowed to, in other words, what I'm permitted, permitted by you could do whatever permitted means, what I'm permitted and what I have, velch geben, I will certainly give. And then the, then, the, then the part that's like, you know, that's irks, that's, that, that irks us. Was ich untornit, what I don't have and I am not permitted to, what I am not allowed to, what I'm prohibited, whatever that means. Ken ich nit und will ich nit. I can't and I don't want to. Which I would imagine at some, at, on some level, uh, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a certain excitement in hearing that statement. That the Rebbe says, I'm giving everything that I'm allowed to give. I'm giving everything that I had. And then what I don't have and what I'm not allowed to give, I can't give and I don't want to give. It was like you kind of walk out. I imagine you walk out of the, the presence of the Rebbe and you're kind of like in a daze. Like, what, what just happened over here? Um, but I would also venture to say, no, I would also venture to say that uh, if we take this line, this response of the Rebbe, and you look through the Rebbe's Nasius, that... Uh, that second statement kind of became a little, a little uh, less adhered to, if you understand what I'm saying. That the Rebbe, the Rebbe gave, the Rebbe, the Rebbe gave, the Rebbe gives everything. What the Rebbe was referring to that he doesn't have is also strange. Because the Rebbe's own words about the Friedrich Rebbe is that the Rebbe is everything. The Rebbe has everything. Huh? Yeah, the only, the only thing is the total Foster Ked. Um, but... But this is the mice. Okay, so that is some uh, some minyan of the yomer.